Next on BYU Sports Nation, a rare Cyclone watch posted for Provo, Utah. Tonight, BYU basketball tips off against top 25 foe Iowa State. The Cougars' leading scorer Tyler Haas says he's good to go after injury. But should he play tonight? We debate health priorities as BYU begins a tough four-game stretch. Plus, BYU safety Daniel Sorensen ready for Notre Dame. ESPN college basketball analyst Sean Farnham. And Cougar football taking on powers of the SEC. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It is... Wednesday. Welcome to November 20th, everyone. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us at BYU Sports Nation part of your busy day. A few headlines off the top. How about a quick rise and shout to Dennis Pitta? Former BYU tight end, caught a touchdown in last year's Super Bowl victory for the Baltimore Ravens. Suffered a really severe injury, but he's back in practice as of this morning, just nine weeks into the season. Boom! Attaboy, Dennis. Lavelle Edwards Stadium voted one of the top five most scenic college football settings in all of America. Number four. You tweeted that out. Number four. Thanks to Duff Tittle for giving us a heads up. Our BYU Sports Nation uh, resident historian, Duff Tittle. BYU feels like it should be number one, naturally. Oh, and there's this top 25 team coming to Provo tonight, Jerem. How about that? It's a big day. It's a big week. Uh, It's game day, baby. It's game day. Wear my game day socks. And on that note, we ask this. Given that it's a huge day, a huge week, BYU headed to Notre Dame football team in South Bend on Saturday, and you have number 21 Iowa State coming in to take on an undefeated BYU basketball team. So which team is generating more national buzz? To me, right now, as of today, it's still BYU football uh, nationally. But if you look at BYU fans nationally, I think it's basketball. I think that uh, fans are energized by this team. Uh, If you played... If you paid close attention to the Colorado Mesa game, you may be miffed a little bit by one for 21 from three, and you should have scored 100 on a D2 team. Whatever. BYU's 4-0, handled Stanford, handled uh, you know Weber State, held them off. 4-0, uh, huge opportunity. BYU has only had about five non-conference ranked teams play in the Merit Center the last 30 years. This is a unique opportunity. It's so unique that this is one of those games where fans have camped out days in advance to this game, and it's a 20K Wednesday. Hashtag 20K Wednesday. If you're not local, participate in the game by tuning into BYU Radio and or watching on ESPNU. Rebroadcast tonight at midnight Eastern on BYU TV, by the way, as well. So a huge day. Here's the thing. We're, we're asking you... As of today, right now, BYU Sports Nation, which of these two teams is generating more national buzz? If BYU beats Iowa State tomorrow, then you got to think it's, it's, obvious. it's Cougar basketball. But it, ask that same question Saturday afternoon if BYU beats Notre Dame. Right. It's switching. So we're asking you on Wednesday, before the basketball game and before the football game, which of these teams is generating more national buzz? Sound off at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, and vote in our daily poll question at BYUTVSports.com. Friendly reminder, you can listen to our show every weekday, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio Iowa SAP, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network Channel 980. Our show on demand every day on the newly launched BYURadio.org. You can catch the rebroadcast each day, 7 p.m. Eastern, on BYU Radio. And we want to hear from you. Tweet at BYU Sports Nation. What do you think of the poll question? And or any, anything else you want to say. Uh, you can also comment on and like our Facebook page. And then, of course, you can weigh in on the poll question on BYUTVSports.com. Tell us where you're tweeting from. And on that, rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. So what should we expect from BYU basketball star Tyler Hawes? Ty wants to play. Ty's one of the toughest guys going. This is a a difficult injury to just tough your way through. Listen, BYU basketball coach Dave Rose, who joined BYU Sports Nation earlier this week in studio, he knows that that guy is a tough dude. And if he can, he will play a little bit injured. He'll he'll play his way through it. He said he hurt himself in the Stanford game when he dove down on the court for a ball. Well, guess what? He played the whole game, didn't he? He didn't re- he said he didn't realize it until after. That's that's common where unless you break or tear something, right? Strain, it 
after you know after the game you can be oh that hurt hurts more than I thought and then the next day it's like oh wow okay so then B- that was Tuesday that or Monday night and then Tuesday and then Friday Saturday BYU says hey it's he's not going to play in these games so that he could play against Iowa State that was the point of sitting him out was that hope and he says as of yesterday he's good to go I think I'm going to play I'm feeling good I practiced today and so I'll be ready to go Okay, my next question is, is it too soon? Obviously, you want your stud in the lineup when you play a team like Iowa State, the 21st-ranked team in the country. is in your house. You have a great opportunity to go out and do something that you haven't done in a very long time, and that's handle a ranked non-conference opponent at home. But thinking about Tyler Haas in this four-game stretch, you have Iowa State, then you have Texas, then probably Wichita State or DePaul, good team either way, Followed up by Utah State. That is a brutal four-game stretch. This is this is the the crucial stretch for BYU to build the NCAA tournament resume before they get into conference play. That's all in the next ten days. I want to point out those four teams in the next ten days. So is it detrimental for Tyler Haas to feel rushed back to get in tonight? Obviously, he wants to play, and obviously, everyone across BYU Sports Nation wants to watch him play and watch him succeed. What you don't want to happen is for it to be too soon and him to re-aggravate it or to make it even worse. Yes. Yes, that's exactly the point. We don't know the degree of the lower abdominal strain. We don't know if it's like a sports hernia or something that could linger and really keep him out during the stretch. You talked about the four-game stretch. I want to I look at the whole non-conference schedule because you have other games of significance beyond that as well. So after BYU plays Utah State on BYU TV November 30th in Energy Solutions Arena in Salt Lake, they play North Texas, should win that. Then it's at Massachusetts. I believe that's a neutral site game, but it's in Massachusetts, right? That's a tough game. Prairie View A&M, you should win that game. But then you have at Utah. I don't care if Utah is terrible, which they don't play anybody in non-conference, so we don't know how good they are. Three-point game last year. They were not good. Right. It was a close game with the team uh, with BYU, right? Uh, at Utah, a significant game. And then at Oregon. That finishes non-conference play. So you're looking at eight, eight game, nine games left, including tonight, right, in non-conference play, seven of which are significant. BYU needs Tyler Haas for the whole season to be relevant nationally. And that's the point, right? Get ranked, try and win the conference. So I wonder to what degree you want to risk that tonight. You want Tyler Haas to play, like you said, to beat Iowa State. Yes. And you will have four full days of no games. Would that be enough time for him to recover? But you're going to play back-to-back on Monday and Tuesday against good teams. There you go. That, that's the debate. It's tricky. And he says he feels good yesterday. Chance he wakes up this morning with a tricky injury. Like It's kind of like Dave Rose, again, who joined us on BYU Sports Nation, compared it to a hamstring injury for a football player. It's day-to-day. Yikes. That's troubling. For Of all the players on BYU's team where you say, we can't have that guy, I think Eric Mika would be the next guy where you say, man, you can't have it just because BYU's thin in the post. BYU has shooters. They have good guards. Tyler Hawes was seventh in the country in scoring. 21.7 a game. Second sophomore in BYU history to score 1,000. You can name it off. BYU needs Tyler to get ranked and stay ranked. Let's see if he'll play tonight. We hope he feels good. And and this coming in, uh, in, in regards to Tyler Hawes playing tonight on Twitter, this comes from... Uh, at Dodger Jazz Cougs. Unless he is dying, he should and will be playing tonight. See, I, d- I don't agree. I, <laughs> I think it, BYU knows the degree to which uh, that strain is. And if it's much more serious and you need to sit him, then you need to do it. But if not, you play him. And then you go from there. You rest. But I don't want Tyler Haas to be hamstrung, if you will, strained, throughout the non-conference schedule and then bleeding into the conference schedule. You can't have it. Yeah. If it costs you one game and lessens your chance against one team, take it. Here's the thing. If Tyler Haas can go at 80, 85% and not get worse. Play, 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 play. play. Yes, yeah. please. But if there is a legitimate chance that it's going to make, make it worse and he's not going to be anywhere, you know, if he's like 60% or 65 I, has, I hesitate. You know who's making that call? The medical staff. True. They're the ones that will make that call today. And to a degree, they have to go off what Tyler tells them. 
And you know what he's going to tell him. I want to play. We I'm, heard him. I'm, I'm good, good to, to play. go. Yeah. I'm good to play. Tyler Haas, we hope for you and for BOA Sports Nation's sake that that is the case when the Cougars take on the Iowa State Cyclones tonight. Speaking of which, Cyclone Watch in Provo. Let's go topic two. Topic two. Here's BYU basketball coach Dave Rose once again on what Iowa State does so well and makes them so difficult to defend. Well, these guys, they, they, they put four shooters on the floor and they spread them out and their spacing is really good. Uh, they're all really good individual playmakers. It's, it's kind of an NBA style, um, how Fred has put this together. And he's got experienced guys. He's got transfers, guys who have played a lot of collegiate games. Dave Rose on BYU Sports Nation Tuesday. Can BYU defend the NBA style? Traditionally, they have struggled with this. Baylor was a cougar killer for the last few years, and they play an NBA style of ball. They have a lot of big, long, physical guys that can run the floor. They rebound really well, and that has been tough for BYU. Iowa State is very similar to that style. I think, actually, they have more individual athletic playmakers than a a Baylor team does. So it will be interesting to see how Dave Rose defends that tonight after losing by 21 in Ames last year. Do you use more zone? Or do you feel like you're athletic enough and you have the bigs and and the guns to man up? I think Baylor was better than Iowa State is or will be. Baylor had multiple draft picks. They had like three guys drafted from that. Uh, Perry Jones, a third. Uh, is just the one that sticks out there. But I like the matchup with Iowa State. I think they're good. It worries me when a guy like uh, Nas Long is shooting 65% from three. The Edgem kid is a beast. Melvin Edgem. 22 points off the bench. Uh, he's their best player. He's a six foot six guy. He's athletic, but I like Mika's matchup. Here's one of the keys tonight for BYU. Foul trouble. Eric Mika cannot play 22 minutes. He needs to play 32 minutes tonight. He's got to stay out of foul trouble. If that means conceding a couple buckets in the place of getting two fouls in the first half, do it, young blood. Do it. Uh, and then they, I mean, BYU has more height than Iowa State. You look at the the starting lineup, they don't have a guy taller than 6'7". You throw Nate Austin and Eric Meek out there, you're throwing up 6'10 and 6'11". So when you look at BYU on paper, just as good or maybe better than Iowa State. Now that's assuming that Ty Haas is in the game. But it's going to be a good game. uh, I love that BYU got this game. Fred Hoiberg, the mayor in the house. I love that BYU got this game. We need more of these kind of games. But I like the matchup. And if Eric Mika and Nate Austin can stay out of foul trouble, BYU's got a good shot in this game. I think you bring up a great point. I, you know, I, I don't like to give you props a lot, Jeremy. Well, actually, I kind of yeah, do. Yeah, you do. You're yeah. extremely nice. No. And I will give you, uh, I will give you this marker. <laughs> Congratulations. Highlighter in hand. Hey, thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> that is nothing for radio. When this show is simulcast on TV, and it will be, <laughs> then you'll see that stuff. Compelling and rich. Well, you you really took the words right out of my mouth. Foul trouble for me is is the big one, and you need the rim protector, Eric Mika, in there. And with these new rule changes, that becomes a really big concern for BYU defending a team like Iowa State. Athletic players create more fouls. You better believe Fred Hoiberg is like, take it to the rim, get fouled, get the bigs out of the game. That's a no-duh thing for Iowa State and their head coach and their program. Edgem killed Michigan on the boards. Killed them. Mitch McCrary, McCrary the, uh, the sophomore from, who's a preseason All-American, just destroyed him on the boards. Can't have it. Here's an interesting little tidbit as we approach this game tonight. Iowa State 5-0 and all-time against BYU. This is the sixth meeting. BYU has never beaten Iowa State. Then you look at this. The Cougars are averaging— That really means that much to you? It does mean something to me. They played in 1931, 56, 50, and 57, the first three meetings. Those have no bearing on this game. Have be, has BYU. BYU ever beaten Iowa State? Who cares? BYU, I care. BYU against Boise State. They had never won. They were 0-3, and you, but they rose up and defeated and you the Broncos. You don't think anybody no across sig- BYU Sports Nation thought, dang it, I want to beat Boise State. You don't think anybody to, cared about that? I wanted to win regardless of whether BYU had won all the meetings or none of the meetings. <laughs> well, of course you want to win every game, but yeah, for me it adds a little emphasis. That game in 19, let's see, we lost 47-28 in 1931. I am ticked! I'm not saying that I'm mad, but what did they do to us last year in Ames? They won by 21. And they went 5-0 and all time against BYU. 
Well, the one it, they were one and zero last year against us. That's all that mattered. <laughs> it matters. End the streak. End the streak. Pull off the tunnel goggles, that's, Jerem. That's what BYU is going to be. Look at the broad picture. When BYU wins, Tyler Haas is going to run around the court and say, "We broke the streak. We finally did it." No. Obviously, knocking out the 21st ranked team in the country is the overlying note right there. Headline, yeah, you beat a top 25 team, but there is added sweetness in that you've never beaten a team before, and finally you get in the win none column. Of, none of those guys know that fact, I guarantee. You want to make a bet? Yes. Okay. Ice cream. Mormons can't <laughs> bet money. We can bet anything else. Oh, with that, where are we going from here? How about topic three? Topic three. LSU, uh, yes, please. Nebraska, listen to this. We have Nebraska on the schedule in the future. Michigan, LSU, possibly on the schedule in the future. So, yeah, we're going to travel as many places as we can to play the best teams we can. That is a direct quote from Bronco Mendenhall from his coach's show. You heard it on BYU Radio last night. Let me say that again. Nebraska is on the schedule. Michigan is on the schedule. LSU. Possibly on the schedule in the what? future. He showed he, his cards a little bit. This normally does not happen yeah, at BYU. This is unique. This is unique because until it's official, they don't usually say things like this. But wow, BYU does not have an SEC opponent on any future schedule. If they get LSU, that's not only going to the SEC, that's going to the big boys of the SEC. BYU has never played LSU. In fact, BYU of the SEC teams has only played Missouri, Georgia, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. Never played, oh, sorry, in Alabama. BYU has played, uh, they're 5-4 and four all time against SEC teams. A little bit of a surprising stat there. And BYU, the last time BYU played an SEC team, 2011 at Ole Miss. And then before that, it was 2000 and 2001. So three times since 97. I want more SEC. I love this. But does the SEC want BYU? That's the and, and apparently, I L- want Alabama. LSU says okay, let's <laughs> do it. And when you want to create more uh, buzz for your team, not that LSU needs any more buzz, but you want relevant wins because now it's about getting into that top four. Now it's about getting into the top four as of next year and getting into the playoff. LSU doesn't need BYU to do that. That's the interesting thing. They just you just need to win out regardless of. You could play nobody in your non-conference. Win out in the SEC. You're the you're the team. That you, is true. That conference could, that conference is, t- is tough enough. But do you not want early season prestige? You have it because you're LSU. You know who's lining up this game? ESPN. That's what's going on there, and that's where independence is awesome. BYU is in the ESPN conference. When you think of it that way, it makes sense. That ESPN is on BYU's side to schedule games like this, like they did in 09 with Oklahoma. BYU was still in the Mountain West, but set up that game. 2011, BYU at TCU in Cowboy Stadium. They set that up. And guess what? Tom Homel has told us on this show that ESPN is going to hook BYU up with bowl games. With good bowl games. I love it. Independence is way better than being in the Mountain West or the American. Yes. Hashtag independence rules. It's all fluid right now. But LSU does have a couple of openings for non-conference opponents in their schedule in 2015, and I believe one in 2017. So if it does happen, and oh man, for all of BYU Sports Nation, I hope it does, because it just creates a lot of excitement. It's good for college football. ESPN college football expert, play-by-play specialist Joe Tessitore says BYU is good for college football. Those are words from his mouth, an East Coast guy, and he recognizes what this program brings to the table nationally. So BYU-LSU would be great for college football. It would create a lot of interest. BYU would have to, dro- to drop a road game in 2015 because they. It, you mentioned the two openings for LSU are 2015. If BYU wants to play seven road games, road meaning away from Provo, there could be a neutral plus six or whatever. BYU already has six in 2015. At Nebraska-Michigan, Southern Miss could be dropped. San Jose State, UNLV, Utah State. You know what? Southern Miss is trying to get out of this series, it, it appears, with BYU. That's the spot where it could be. Ironically enough, in the same geographic region. But BYU would have to move some games. September 5th is Nebraska. That's the season opener. You'd think the LSU game would be near the beginning of the year, right? So BYU's got, I see September 12th or October 24th as possibilities for that. If it's 2015. But the point is, 
BYU is going to have LSU on the schedule, it sounds like, according to Bronco. They have to finalize that, but that's exciting. It's all fluid. I love it. I don't care if it's a neutral side in New Orleans or Dallas or whatever, or if it's one and done in Baton Rouge. I don't care. I Next agree. level, bring it on. And guess what? Taysom Hill's not scared. He's not scared at all. I don't feel intimidated at all. There you go. I love quotes out of context. <laughs> I was tasting him on Monday talking about Notre Dame. Talking about Notre Dame, another nationally relevant If he's not scared power. of Notre Dame, well, Notre Dame's not as good as LSU. Look, but they're not he scared. Ain't scared. He you ain't scared. You don't think they would love that opportunity to go play a team like LSU? Bring Come it. on. That is, that is fantastic stuff. Hey, uh, very quickly, we're asking you which team is generating more national buzz. 4-0 BYU basketball hosting Iowa State tonight or 7-3 BYU football preparing to face Notre Dame on Saturday in South Bend. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, more of your responses. Plus, BYU safety Daniel Sorensen on what to expect in South Bend and what senior day was like. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on B to the Y to the U Radio. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan oh, here. Oh, snap, brother. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight we've got you covered for BYU and Iowa State. Break Pre- the streak, baby! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want to verbally punch you. Pre-game coverage starts on BYU Radio at 8.30 Eastern. The game continues on BYU Radio and ESPNU, tipping at 9.30. The game will be rebroadcast on BYU TV at midnight <laughs> Eastern. How do you verbally punch somebody? I don't know. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, the Cougars 0-5 all-time against Iowa State. Jerem says don't matter. Just win tonight. I say it does You play matter. to win the game. <laughs> Which team is generating more national buzz today? Today being the emphasized word there. 4-0 BYU basketball hosting number 21 Iowa State or 7-3 BYU football preparing to face Notre Dame on Saturday in South Bend. We go to Facebook. Russell Alley, he says, if slash when B-Ball wins tonight, it'll be them. They're a fun team to watch. He didn't answer the question. We're saying before the game. Uh, Cody Meredith, depending on the game tonight, I would say basketball for sure. Again, we're talking about (laughs) before the game. We appreciate you weighing in on Facebook. We'd like to hear what you think right now, not after the game. After the game, of course, it's basketball. At Meyer Mike is a man of few words. He says simply... Football. I love it. Okay. He is. It, he and I wouldn't carry on a long conversation, would we? <laughs> um, at Laser Sheep, basketball team at 4-0. It's early enough to make something happen and play. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For a national title. Whoa. Yikes. Awesome. Hashtag Sweet 16 in 2014. Okay. At Quiz Tim, I think the amount of buzz will be off the charts for both teams with wins tonight and Saturday. Okay, we asked you earlier in the week if you thought both teams would win. Tim Quist apparently thinks that this is the week for BYU Athletics. Is it home alone? Woof, Buzz's girlfriend. <laughs> I think I reversed that. <laughs> At TWA, 10-11. More buzz for a b-ball right now. Football's buzz is next year if they continue to improve. Listening in Redding, California, go Cougs. Nice. This is all changing. It, when BYU beats, or if BYU beats Notre Dame on Saturday in South Bend. When? I said when slash if. I'm an optimist, Jerem. No, I, I am too. That's why I brought it up. Okay, so if BYU beats Notre Dame on Saturday, then you say, well, yeah, BYU's 5-0 and basketball team is probably going to get ranked, but we just, beat, we just beat Notre Dame in South Bend. Notre Dame, beating Notre Dame. And it's Dame on NBC, is, and everyone across the nation knows it. Beating Notre Dame on NBC is bigger than anything the, any single basketball game the, the Cougars have this year. You, you really feel like that? Yeah, yeah I do. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, this, this is fun. At Laser Sheep. Hey, Jerem, and then in all caps, uh, four exclamation points. Break the streak, baby! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I love it so much. Okay, here we BYU go. BYU Sports Nation, you guys are fun. Keep yeah. it coming. Yes, one more at. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Is that was that Justin Ashby? You just no, no, no. I read. I read Laser Sheep. You okay. read Justin Ashby. Okay, this is one of our reporters at TV. JS Ashby fifty three thirty seven. I'm with you, Spence. Break the streak. Uh huh. Yeah. It's not just about the twenty thirteen team. It's for the program. Those those players in the thirties and fifties are really into this. <laughs> That 51 NIT team, they're ticked. Uh, we welcome into the show as we switch gears a little bit. We're, we're going to put on the football helmets. Where's your football helmet, Jerem? 
In my office. Okay, you should go get it. Or, or not. Daniel Sorensen in the house making his in-studio debut. Daniel, go back to senior day as you were running out of the tunnel at the Velidward Stadium. What were the emotions like for you personally knowing that would be the last time? Uh, hard to describe. I think there's a lot of emotions that I was feeling at that time. Um, a lot of just just looking back to some of the blessings that I've had just playing here and the opportunity, uh, just being grateful for, for everything that BYU and Lavelle Edwards and the fans have given me. And at the same time, kind of kind of satisfied with, with um, my career here and, and uh, just kind of signified, you know, that you're moving on to the next step and ready for the next challenge. And um, as I look forward to 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 what will come after uh, after the season's over. What I really want to know, and I'm guessing Jaron wants to know this too, is what does Bronco whisper into uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, what the player's ear? <laughs> I don't know if I can disclose such uh, <laughs> intimate uh, details. <laughs> okay, but he's uh, he's not you know he's not a, he's not a man of many words, and so uh, you cherish the 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 small and and. Uh, simple things that he tells you and, and they're very genuine and uh, you take them as such. So you get a blanket in the senior blanket ceremony. Have you used the blanket? Uh, yeah, I have. I have. I used it right on the field. Because wow. I was, it was freezing. I was freezing. I was wet and I was cold <laughs> and I didn't have sleeves on. And so Is I said, it soft? Uh, I think it might need to be washed a few times because <laughs> it was not very soft. But uh, maybe we'll get some good use out of it though. Take care of business against Idaho State, Danny, 59-13. No surprises there. Now you have Notre Dame. Idaho State was nestled in between Wisconsin and Notre Dame. You go to South Bend. Why are you excited to go back to Notre Dame this year? Um, I think uh, we are left with a bitter taste last year. Um, I think we had a chance, and I believe we had a chance to win that game last year. Um, and we missed our opportunity. And... Uh, that leaves you with a, a bitter taste and, and, and unsatisfied. And I think that's kind of the mentality that we're going back um, at this game with that, that yeah, we, we don't want to have that same feeling that we did last year and uh, do everything we can to, to not have that. Would you rather have last year's situation or this year's situation with Notre Dame? They're an undefeated. They're ranked really high. This year they look more vulnerable, but it's still a very talented team, Notre Dame team. Uh, yeah, obviously last year, them being undefeated and, and, and their hopes of, of getting the national championship were on the line. Um, and so it was a great opportunity. And, and maybe the stakes were a little higher, the pressure was a little more. Um, but I think, at least for us, uh, we, we'll look at this game the same way as an opportunity to beat a quality opponent uh, at their place. And, uh, and it'll, be, it'll be something special for our seniors as we you know, close this season. Um, National Spotlight. You're on NBC. You're in here at the BYU Broadcasting Building on Monday doing interviews. They're asking you questions. Uh, You're going to be in that National Spotlight. That backdrop, having played there and having played at Wisconsin and some other big venues, how much does that experience allow you to calm your nerves and just go play football? Yeah, I think uh, over these last couple of years, playing some of these big-time opponents has has kind of prepared us, kind of allowed us to be a little bit more comfortable uh, on national television in such a big, you know, stadium in front of, in front of such a good, great crowd and, and a good team. And, uh, and so I think, I think we've had that experience. Some of these seniors, uh, have been through that before, been through in this same situation. And, um, and, and we look forward to it. I mean, it excites us and, and gets us, uh, pumped up and ready to go, uh, knowing that, you know, it is a big stage and, and, and lots of people will be watching. Maybe I've whittled it down to the wrong three, but uh, you've played at Texas, Wisconsin, and Notre Dame. What's the toughest venue that you've played in at BYU? The toughest venue? Ooh. Like, man, this is number one compared to all the others. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I, uh, uh, my sophomore... Besides San Jose State. <laughs> well, uh, my sophomore year, we played at Texas Stadium in front of 101,000 fans, and that was that was... That was pretty impressive, I would say. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, they've got a rowdy crowd, and I mean, you had to even throw Utah State in the mix with with. Oh, respect! <laughs> Look at that. Man, they... <laughs> Our producer, Utah State guy, he loved that. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. I think I think uh, they're all pretty unique. Boise State, even I remember thinking that that was one of the loudest stadiums that I had played in last year hmm. as a junior. 
Um, the Houston game uh, was was pretty loud as well, uh, being in the the Texans Reliance Stadium. And so, man, I, I don't know how you you distinguish uh, between all those those different stadiums, but um, as a def- as a playing in the defense away, I I don't feel like uh, it affects us as much as it does the offense. And so, I kind of enjoy playing in some of those stadiums and kind of embrace the you know the rowdiness and the loudness and things like that, but. When we list it off like that, independence independence is sweet, isn't it? Oh, it's it's awesome. I mean, no longer are you playing in Laramie or you know you're, you're <laughs> playing. You, you didn't love playing in Laramie. Uh, Albuquerque. I actually never never played there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lucked out, but no, I mean playing in NFL stadiums here and there, and, and Texas and Wisconsin and Notre it's Dame. It's a legit two experience. Two years in a row. Oh, it's 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 something that that I will cherish for sure. Your buddy Taysom Hill told us on Monday on BYU Sports Nation uh, when we had him in studio that he's not intimidated at all, and he doesn't feel like his team is intimidated at all by Notre Dame. How long did it take for this team to graduate from Virginia and get to the point where you're going into Notre Dame and you're like, we should win? Yeah, I think it's confidence that's been built over the season. Um, I think some key uh, wins have have kind of brought us some of that confidence against Texas and Boise and, and things like that, and uh, I think you've kind of seen the development of our team uh, that we've gotten better over the season, um, and so yeah, I think I think it just goes back to the, the confidence that we have uh, in our in our play, in our in our coaching, and in our ability. And uh, no, we we aren't scared going into Notre Dame, and, and we'll look at look at it as a great opportunity and a challenge um, to play some good football. If you're scared, buy a dog, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you look at uh, the BYU defense this year, the numbers are not the same as last year due to the strength of the schedule, due to, I don't know, 15 to 20 more plays because of the offense. Do you feel like the defense is as good as last year or better? Uh, that's kind of tough to, to, to analyze. If you look at just numbers alone, uh, our defense was better last year um, by far. Um, and if you start adding in some of the factors, it's hard to compare last year's team to this year's team just by the numbers. Um, but I do think uh, we're better this year uh, in certain um, categories or, or, or instances than we were last year. And like, obviously like last what? year, uh, I think we've turned the ball over uh, more than we did last year in, uh, in key games. Um, in Wisconsin, we had two turnovers early in the game. And that's something that we struggled with last year. Uh, but last year we were great in the blue zone and stopping teams when they got in the blue zone. And uh, in some of our games that we've lost, that's that's something that we've struggled with. Um, but definitely uh, I think that we got a great defense and, and uh, this year. And, um, yeah, I, it's hard to compare uh, last year from this year. but yeah. yeah, and it certainly is with those factors I mentioned. Not to mention the the preseason injuries sustained in the secondary. I think I think that the defense has done a really good job considering those injuries uh, and considering the schedule. I'll take weaker numbers for a better schedule. Like if that's the cost, that's fine because this season has been so fun. You have meaningful games all the time. Both defenses are good. And and that's what's what matters most. That's I'm speaking speaking from personal opinion, but I feel like both defenses are really good. Daniel, what are some specific keys that you feel like the defense needs to take care of to get a win in South Bend? Um, I think something that we've struggled with, uh, like I mentioned earlier, is 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 getting out, getting off the field in the blue zone, and 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 being stingy and holding those points down, um, and not letting opponents score. Uh, another thing too is getting off on third down um, and getting pressure on the quarterback. Something that we've um, been trying to emphasize in practice and, and implement, um, but I don't, I don't think that that we're there yet. I think there's more to be had uh, when talking about pressure and 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 getting to the quarterback and um, holding tight in our coverages and, and things like that. And so uh, that's something that we'll look forward to. Uh, in this game is 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 playing all around good defense, good pressure, good coverage, um, and, and getting to the quarterback. BYU senior safety Daniel Sorensen, the pride of Colton, California, joining BYU Sports Nation. And Daniel, you have some ties uh, across the BYU athletics program. Uh, we'll start with this one: your brother-in-law is Skylar Halford, BYU basketball. You're at a lot of the games. How do you feel about the Cougar hoops team right now? Man, they're on a roll. They they haven't lost yet. 
They're putting it down. Okay. Also, your wife had a bone to pick with me on uh, Friday. She <laughs> came right. up to me and said, look, I, I, you're giving my brother, Skylar, a ton of credit and Danny for being the safety, but I'm on the folk dance team. So <laughs> what's up? So here you go, Whitney. Here's your shout out on BYU Sports Nation folk dance team. What is up? Yeah, I want to end with this, Daniel. Uh, you've got a shot you know, at, at playing in the NFL as a safety. I think you're a tremendous special teams player as well. Do you feel like you could play in the league next year at least on special teams? Yes, I'll answer for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, I believe so. I, I think that, uh, that that's a big part of the game in the NFL. And, and you know, uh, I've you know, had some success here at BYU and, and, and have been able to play a significant role on special teams and you know, I've been watching the games. I was watching the games last night. Uh, what game was it? It was the the Chiefs game in in Denver, and they punted the ball, and they were trying to pin it down inside the inside the five yard line, and it just bounced right off the dude's hand into the end zone, and had a touchback. And I'm thinking, man, that is just so easy. Why can't you just, <laughs> why can't you just just catch it? Just I could have done man, that. Yeah, I was thinking. Well, you know, if he can't do it, maybe I can. So if you need to talk to Andrew Rich because there's a guy that to me is similar to you in that a good tackler can make plays. And he had a shot with the Cardinals. And uh, I think you're going to be in the league next year. And you're going to face your brother <laughs> in a game who plays for the Chargers. I think that's going to happen. Well, what if the Chargers drafted you? How about that? Man, that'd be a dream come true. That'd be sweet. <laughs> All right, Daniel Sorensen, uh, great special teams player, senior safety. Good luck in South Bend on Saturday. Thanks. Which team is generating more national buzz today? I know what Daniel would answer. He'd say football. Uh, but we're asking 4-0. BYU basketball facing number 21-ranked Iowa State or BYU heading into South Bend to face Notre Dame football. Uh, this is coming from at Natron17. B-ball has more buzz locally, meaning the Intermountain West, Utah area, but football has more buzz nationally, and that is our scope on BYU Sports Nation because of national coverage playing Notre Dame on NBC. And we're going to ask this question again early next week. If BYU... Well, let's let's fast forward. Actually, if BYU beats Notre Dame on Saturday, do they trump basketball heading into Monday's big game for the hoop squad against Texas? Yes, it's Notre Dame, even if they're unranked. Really? Ah, see, that's that's a close one for me. Up next, ESPN college basketball analyst and Jerem's bro, Sean Farnham, joins boy. us. Boy, why he feels BYU has a great shot to beat Iowa State tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hey, Saturday Cougar football Right here on BYU Radio, BYU TV, and NBC. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio starts at 1.30 Eastern. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff begins at 2.30 Eastern. The game continues on BYU Radio and NBC at 3.30 with post-game coverage live on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. So, which team is generating more national buzz today? 4-0 basketball? hosting 21st-ranked Iowa State, or 7-3 BYU football preparing to face Notre Dame. We're going to focus on college basketball right now and bring in ESPN expert college basketball spectacular analyst Sean Farnham. Sean, why do you feel like this BYU team has a great chance to end its 0-5 streak against Iowa State tonight? I just think, you know, this is a team this year uh, that is so versatile up top, and I think Collinsworth coming back helps. Because it allows Matt Carlino sometimes when he when, when, and you know we all know the, the two sides of Matt Carlino, it's the near triple double in the second half of the NIT game against UW, or it's the first half of that game where he struggled. Now Matt's been more consistent, has worked on his consistency in the off season, and I think he's off to a great start this season. Uh, but Collinsworth coming back allows him to take over the point position at, at times, which allows Carlino to become more of a scorer. I think when you couple him with Hobbs on the outside, I mean, it is as strong as a scoring punch I think you'll find, especially in the West region of the United States, from the guard position. Now, if Tyler Haas cannot play in the game due to a lower abdominal strain, what do you think of BYU's chances against Iowa State? Uh, I think it'll be difficult. Uh, you know, I really like Fred Hoiberg. He has done a great job. I covered him his first couple of seasons at Iowa State, and they, are, they have really become transfer you. And DeAndre Kane is this year's transfer from Marshall, and I think he's a dynamic shooter from the outside. You couple him with Melvin Edgem uh, underneath, 
this is a team uh, that is very well balanced and I think was vastly underrated coming into the season by those pundits uh, that watched the Big 12. And I think the big part of the reason why was because they kept saying, well, is Fred going to continue to be able to get these transfers to come in and are successful? And the answer, at least the early returns, say yes. And there is a difference, though, between playing uh, with the Hilton Magic and then going to Provo and playing in front of your fan base. Uh, your, your fan base, one of the best fan bases in all of college basketball, and tonight they're going to have to deal with a true road environment, and it'll be a great test for Iowa State. ESPN College Basketball and Sean Farnham joining BYU Sports Nation. Sean, when you're watching Iowa State beat Michigan, given what you've just told us, were you really that surprised? No, I was not, especially this early in the season. You know, if Trey Burke was still on the roster, uh, if Mitch McGarry was healthy all the entire preseason and he had no back issues and this wasn't his first game back, then I'd say, okay, yeah, you know, I, I would expect them uh, to be able to go and get that win on the road. But when you're talking about freshman guards, you're talking about new defined roles for players that even though they were there a year ago, their role has changed. Nick Stalskis' role has changed dramatically from where it was a year ago. Uh, a year ago, he was the spot-up three-pointer guy. This year, he's got to be the consistent score. And we saw his growth and his development in his game. That drive down the middle for the one-handed dunk uh, was a great play, and he's much more athletic than I think people have given him credit for. Uh, but, you know, it is a role change, and it is a freshman point guard. It's trying to learn the system and learn how to deliver the ball on time, on target, and that takes a little while to grow. But I think Coach Beeline's team, by the time they get to conference play in January, is going to be very, very strong. And at the end of the year, that's going to be a really big quality win for Iowa State. Sean, this is one of BYU's more challenging non-conference schedules in recent memory. Uh, Stanford was there. Uh, of course, Iowa State, Texas, possibly Wichita State, Utah State, Massachusetts, Oregon. Where does Iowa State fit in that group? I think it's, it's right up there amongst the, the, the high-quality teams. And I'm excited uh, for a week from actually yesterday when I'll get a chance to see the Cougs up close and personal. Uh, down in, in Kansas City. I'll watch them practice. They watch their play the game uh, in both the actually semifinal that'll be Monday and Tuesday down in Kansas City in the CBE. And that's going to be a great contest for the Cougs. And I think what Coach Rose has done here is, is smart. You know, he's beefing up his non conference schedule. You're going to have a lot of quality games. You win a lot of these games. Obviously, your RPI is going to benefit because of it. And you're setting yourself up for the WCC, whose overall conference wise is off to a phenomenal start. And the conference as a whole has done a lot of good things in the early November scheduling. Now, a couple of bad losses have, have kind of popped up. Idaho State knocking off USF a couple of nights ago in overtime 9390. Uh, that's a little bit of concern because that's a home game that USF needs to win. But I think LMU playing well early, BYU playing well early, Gonzaga obviously playing well early, St. Mary's playing well early. Uh, the conference is looking very strong and deeper than what it's been in the last couple of years. College basketball expert Sean Farnham of ESPN joining BYU Sports Nation. Sean, when you watch BYU go off for 112 against Stanford, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, and that Stanford took the whole freedom of movement thing a little too uh, literal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, we talk about freedom of movement this year and how the rules are changed so the guards can, can move about the court with, uh, with ease. I think they took that a little too literal and allowed the guards of BYU to continue to attack. But, you know, it was an impressive performance. Anybody you try to splice them. Stanford is a good team. Stanford is a team that has the potential to make the NCAA tournament. And to be able to go on their home floor on a true road game and get that victory early in the season says a lot about where this team is mentally uh, and how focused they are on trying to continue uh, the, stellar, the stellar play at BYU and obviously return to the NCAA tournament, which I think – Every Cougar fan is expecting. I think Coach Rose is expecting, and, and quite frankly, I'm expecting it as well. Do you think uh, the BYU Cougars can challenge Gonzaga for the WCC title this season, Sean? Yes. Uh, guard-wise, it's going to be a great matchup. I mean, Bell, Pangos, uh, Stockton, very solid guard play across the board. I think the one question mark is the interior press. And I think for me, when you watch uh, Gonzaga in the early stages of the season, there's not a lot of depth behind uh, Sam Dower and Pashemik underneath. Uh, so that, that, that gives an opportunity. And, and the key is going to be you've got to take care of business at home, and then you've got to be able to win uh, and try to sneak one out on the road. And, and the potential is there this year for them to do that. 
Let's say BYU goes on and and they beat Iowa State. They go 5-0 and heading into the CBE, which you're going to watch in Kansas City next Monday and Tuesday as BYU takes on Texas. But the Cougars 5-0, and how likely is it for them to get into the top 25 rankings with a win over Iowa State? By the way, I just shanked my drive on 15 while talking to you guys, but I didn't want to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm golfing today with my great broadcast partner, Dave Fleming. Dave, ball. I need another ball. I just, I just totally shanked it, but it was really funny. I didn't. <laughs> this is a talented uh, man. Oh, the question. The question is, how likely is it that if uh, BYU beats Iowa State and they go five and zero before the CBE next Monday and Tuesday, that they're in the top twenty-five when that tournament begins? I think they will be. I, I really do. I think they will be. If they beat Iowa State five and zero coming into next week down in Kansas City, I think that they're going to be a top twenty-five team, probably fringe top twenty-five team. What's, uh, but it, obviously that's dependent upon what we see going on around the country as well. What's more likely, that you'll just nail it off the tee on the next drive or that BYU will be ranked next week? <laughs> uh, I think BYU getting ranked is probably <laughs> the drive right now. You guys want me to do another one with one hand while I'm talking to you? Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna put you through that. It, you, it's, you know what? No, hold on, hold on. One okay, second. Let, gonna, send I'm down the phone. Let's hear you, it. Can I give you the play by play? Yes. I, I want you to send you know down the phone and want to hear Dave, the ping. Dave, come here. Dave, Dave Fleming, my broadcast partner from ESPN, he's gonna do the play by play for you on this shot. Okay, so say hi to Dave Fleming. We see him about the WWE Dave does San Francisco Giants play by play as well. He's big time. Hi guys. Hi Dave. Dave, what's up? How are you? <laughs> we're fantastic. I'm doing a little play by play. Yeah, Adam has uh, his golf game is not as good as his uh, his interview game. I have to say that. <laughs> he's actually going to use two hands this time, though. His stance is a little wide for my taste, and he just topped one about seventy five yards. Did go in the fairway though. It's playable, oh, go, playable, I'll right? Talk to you soon, okay? Dave, Play- thanks so much, Dave Fleming. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, guest appearance from Dave Fleming uh, as we're talking to Sean Farnham, ESPN dynamic duo down there playing some golf in Arizona. I thought it was in the hole, though, guys. I really did. I mean, it felt good coming off. I just, uh, I don't 75 know how yards. It went as far as it did. I'm pretty shocked by it. Uh, I feel like I should be laying on the green grass here singing a Chicago song, though, uh, in honor of Tyler Hobbs. <laughs> oh, yes. Very nice. Very yes. Nice. This is quickly becoming one of the classic moments on BYU Sports Nation. I hope you know that, Sean. I, I, you know what? That's what I'm here for. I, I'm just here <laughs> to try to drive rating, to be unique, to be different, and to stand out. And that's my overall hope that this interview is one of your more memorable interviews ever. Oh, fantastic. Sean Farnham, enjoy the rest of your golf game uh, down in Arizona. Your buddies Roxy Bernstein and Miles Simon will call the game tomorrow, BYU-Iowa State. I know you'll be watching from somewhere. Oh, yeah, I'll be watching from Los Angeles, and I get ready to see the Cougs. I'm excited to see them next week uh, down in Kansas City. It's going to be a great event down there, and I'm sure there will be a lot of Cougar faithful uh, to fill up the Sprint Center. Did he really tee off while talking to us on the air? That, That is something else. BYU tips at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, 9.30 Eastern on ESPNU. Rebroadcast at 10 Mountain, midnight Eastern on BYU TV. Coming up, the Cougar Whip Around. Updates on everything BYU. Plus, today's Rise and Shout. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Glad to have you with us. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Soccer. BYU made a stop at the beach in Florida yesterday. Now it's time to take care of business in Tallahassee, Florida. Cougars play Colorado tomorrow, 4.30 Eastern on NCAA.com. If BYU wins that game, they'll play the winner of Florida State and Mississippi Saturday. We'll talk with head coach Jennifer Rockwood later in the week. BYU. Women's volleyball. BYU. I'm jumping the gun. Settle down, Spencer. Calm down. BYU has one match this week, and oh, is it a big one. For the regular season conference championship, the Cougars are tied with San Diego for first. They play at San Diego Saturday afternoon. Head coach Sean Olmstead will also join us on Friday on BYU Sports Nation. Fun fact, did you know San Diego was discovered by the Germans? Did you know that? <laughs> you going to go there? No. <laughs> Dennis, hey, uh, Dennis Pitta. Back in practice. Back in practice. Yeah, Dennis Pitta. We, we thought he'd be out for the year, and the uh, Baltimore Ravens tweeted this morning he's at practice for the first time. 
He's he's best friends with Joe Flacco, and I'm I'm telling you what, there is no person happier to see him back on the field than Joe Flacco because he's one of his go-to targets. And that that team has been beat up. The receiving core is yikes. So it's good to have Dennis Pitta back in practice, especially if you root for the Baltimore Ravens. Lavelle Edwards Stadium named one of the top five most scenic college football venues in all of America, number four. Uh, that courtesy of Duff Tittle. NCAA.com. NCAA.com. Duff Tittle tweeted it out, our BYU Sports Nation resident historian and uh, BYU Sports expert for that matter. So very cool stuff. Nice honor. And if you have seen the backdrop, especially from the press box side, it is, it's something else. From that west side, it's crazy on a September afternoon. Mm. Crazy delicious. <laughs> Tomorrow, Blaine Fowler in the house. He's talking BYU football and basketball. And Don Cricky, Notre Dame radio play-by-play joining BYU Sports Nation. Not Sweet. to mention Friday, we have uh, one-on-one highlights with Bronco Mendenhall. I meet with Bronco every week in uh, a one-on-one setting. And uh, last week, my favorite part of the interview was, as we were preparing for Idaho State, I said, Coach, how much do you love doing those in-game day of game interviews <laughs> he says i don't think there are many things that i have more disdain for and then i said great well i'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs> and then it didn't work <laughs> and out then it didn't happen today's uh, rise and shout oh. goes to sean farnham for multitasking he hits a t t shot with one hand while doing an interview with us on BYU sports nation I, li- I like some sean farnham i think he's really good as a college football or a basketball analyst. So, yeah, UCLA uh, guy. Tonight, Miles Simon and Roxy Bernstein on the call. Miles Simon, you might remember, from the national championship team with Arizona back in the day. I wonder if Miles Simon was watching when Jimmer Fredette dropped 49 in the McKell Center in Tucson. You know you what? know he knows about that. Yeah, okay. Uh, very quickly to Twitter one more time. Which team is generating more national buzz today? 4-0 BYU basketball hosting Iowa State. 7-3 and BYU football preparing to face Notre Dame. And actually, we're going to get the final poll results from that. The winner, winner, chicken dinner goes to basketball. 86%. Holy cow. That's, that uh, surprises me quite a bit. It, it's because it's game day, isn't it? Game day! It's game day. Sure. For, for Cougar Hoops, baby. And, uh, again, if we do this question again on Saturday, if BYU beats Notre Dame in football. When? <laughs> when? When BYU beats Notre Dame in football. Big thanks to our guests today, Daniel Sorensen and Sean Farnham, as well as everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Shaline, production assistant Alan Miller, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page for show links and much more. Like and comment all you like. You can listen to episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. Speaking of which, the interview yesterday with Dan Hicks of NBC Sports was awesome. Check it out. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to a Wednesday edition of BYU Sports Nation.